Welcome to Blightbringers, a Legion of Everblight and Shadowflame Shard focused podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nate, and joining me this week is my good buddy, Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Pretty good. Uh, we're also going to be an Emberfrost Shard podcast at some point, as well as various other things. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm sure we might also have a little sprinkle of other factions from time to time. Get some trolls in here. Trolls don't have yeah. anything nice anymore. Ah, oh, man. I play did you know the first faction I ever played in this game was trolls? I mean you are a troll, so that checks out. It it does check out, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh welcome everybody to twenty twenty four. Uh what an absolutely exciting and cool year it's been. Um I think first off, like to just start things off, um big shout out to Privateer Press uh for uh, continually showing Ryan and I some love, uh, and not only sending us the preview boxes for Shadowflame Shard, but also sending us an army box, which I will be doing an unboxing of as soon as I can figure out camera setups and how to do that. Uh, maybe later this week, y'all might see it from me. Yeah, keep an eye out on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it was super nice of them, uh, and honestly, not expected. But I already, yeah, I already started pulling everything apart and painting it up between the one they sent and the other ones that I had bought. Um, and I got a unit of Shadowmancers done, bases and everything, which is super cool. Uh, admittedly, I have to have everything done by Adepticon, so, you know, a little bit of a challenge in a month and a half, but it'll it'll be fine. It'll all be fine. It'll definitely yeah. not be a thing that drives me crazy. It'll be fine. Uh, but <laughs> I think they look good, and I'm super happy to get them, and just, like, I, I will say, out of, I got, like, three boxes, right? Like, out of all of them, like, it was one thing to see the models and render and it was another thing to like actually get them in hand they're just so crisp and clean and nice like i had one mm -hmm. minor issue with a single quick thing and like it wasn't even worth like really complaining about but i was like eh, i just don't feel like dealing with it and like they, i had it replaced within like i think it was within a week and i'm like okay sweet this is awesome so, like, yeah as as i think i mentioned before like I, I picked up basically all of dusk and uh the uh like the prints were great the Prince on the Shadowflame stuff uh, is amazing as well. And the uh, folks at Privateer doing the, the customer service for the Miss Pack portal are incredible, as always, uh, and super on their A-game. So big, big shout-outs to them. And big shout-outs to Privateer. Again, uh, thank you for the army boxes. Super cool. Super cool. Entirely unnecessary, but much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Speaking of, speaking of things releasing and, you know. Oh, yeah. Stuff, uh, so we got a release date for the Wyvern. Uh, it's a little mm -hmm. bit later. Originally the plan was January, but now it is February 5th is the official street date. So like, I'm super hyped to get that son of that, that sucker. Like, yeah, I, not I, just I, the Wyvern, right? Isn't there, um, the individual boxes of the Hydrix, the Vitex and the Skilla, uh, attack character pack, right? Also coming out, uh, uh around about the same time, right? I don't think Skilla has a release date yet. I could be wrong, uh, but I don't think it does. I know it's the Cater Annihilators, uh, the Pig uh, Battle Brig uh, for Trolls, uh, the Hydrix Solo like box, the Vipix Solo box, Rassic, and the Wyvern. That's what's coming out on the fifth. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. The um, the yeah the Solo pack. Uh, boxes for the Hydrix and the Vipex. But, oh, the Skillet's not in there. Yeah, the the character upgrade is not. Bummer. I totally thought it would be. No, I think Skilla yeah. and the expansion oh, well. box are supposed to release... March. Oh, same time later. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, and we just saw the render for uh, Riven, right? No. The, uh... the expansion box and skill are February, because it was the original timeline, and it might have shifted, uh, was Army Box, January, Wyvern, February, and then, no, it was December, January, February. Yeah, so it was Army Box, December, uh, Wyvern, January, Expansion, and Skilla, February, or January, rather. Fuck. I've said it wrong, like, three times now. It's supposed to be this time. Uh, uh, everything got pushed back slightly, so I don't know if that also affected the Expansion Box and Skilla. Uh, they might be March now. Uh, we'll see. We will see. Um, I also uh, would like to uh, petition you, Ryan, that uh, the Wyvern's new name is Mecha Trogdor, and I will not be argued with on this. <laughs> I just keep calling it a Weavern, uh, and then it's oh. the ever-living out of Mike, and that just makes me happy beyond belief and reason. <laughs> Looks like uh, I'm not the only troll on this podcast, Ryan. I've never claimed to be anything else. Yes. Never in my life. I know what yes. I'm about. Uh, so, Weavern coming out uh, very soon in February. That's pretty exciting. Um, what else has happened, Ryan? We had a big, uh, yeah, we had a big update, right? You want to talk us through some of the changes to Steamroller? Yeah, so uh, there was a giant update for Steamroller and the giant January update for all of the factions. We're not going to go over everything because that could be like two episodes in and of itself and it's i feel like it's already been like kind of beat to death by a lot of other people who just kind of beat us to it uh shout out to like tried and true they have a great roundup on the new sr so like if you're looking for details and some you know pretty good insights uh go check them out uh but also the the big ones are like for the first time i think ever we have movable objectives uh, which it's the really first time in a, a long time. You used to be able to move them back in Mark II. Oh, okay. But so that's yeah. like ancient history. That that might have been even like slightly before my time. Yeah, I don't remember them ever yeah. moving in Mark II, so maybe. Uh, I came yeah. in when Body and Soul was a huge thing, though, so... Oh, I'm sorry. By that point, yeah, it was a fun time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, objectives uh, are removable now slash again, which is huge, um, and... The first and second player deployment changed. Instead of being 710, it's now 611, which is just yeah. wild. Second, uh, spoiler alert, real good now. <laughs> yeah, second yeah. turn is, for a long time, at a very competitive level, people were just like, hey, you just auto-pick first. There's almost no reason you don't auto-pick first. Mm -hmm. And now with the scenario changes, and like there's two or three that are just completely asymmetrical, uh, plus moving objectives, plus everything else, it's like, yeah. The the scale shifted dramatically to you always pick first turn to huh a lot of the time you pick like half the scenarios you pick second and half you try to get first and even the ones you get first if like you or even the ones you get the not the side you want like if you plan your list right it's still a hard game but you can definitely like still play some of these ones uh and, but it's just yeah. wild the different ways to use it now like I, we were talking a little bit precast, but like defenses, defenses are a huge deal now. Not because you want to mm -hmm. be like, oh, I'll just put walls up the table to protect my caster, because you can put them down to block where objectives can move, and like, yeah, that is a massive thing. Or you can do my personal favorite thing uh, that I used to do last year a lot was put your barrier down. Uh, at exactly four inches from the edge of your flag, so that in order to just contest your flag your opponent would have to be standing on a barrier that they literally could not stand on yep 
Um, I think that's going to be yeah. a huge one. Especially, the, like, you don't even have to use a barrier, right? Like, if you use the one that removes stealth as well. the, the Oh, yeah. Pit, like, yeah, the covers, fire pit, yep. Covers a little more area, and then if somebody's like, oh, I'll just walk through it. Uh, cool, you're on fire now. Get wrecked. Yeah, be, be on fire. Um, there's also a couple... I know there's at least one, and there might be more than one. I think there's more than one where uh, they're not just asymmetrical, but like going second, you get the further deployment zone, and you get like an extra scenario element on your side, uh, which is wild. Yeah, two, I think two of them like that. Yeah, payload is like that. I'm pretty sure, and I I know there's one other one. Like that. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, I don't remember Big... the names of all of them yet. Uh, big, big updates. It's Steamroller. Objectives, they move now. Second, it's good now. Uh, defenses, even better than they were before. Uh, and what are, what are the other big ones? Uh, oh yeah, when, um, I, one of my locals expressed this to me, and it was so elegant and so perfect that I'm gonna share it with everybody. Uh, it, previously, you had to be, uh, five points up on your opponent to win. Now, uh, it requires that you be three points up on your opponent to win, but it has to happen on your opponent's turn. And that's a big mouthful and hard to understand. And a really easy way to understand it is if at the end of your turn, you are three or more scenario points behind your opponent, you lose. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a huge one, too. Um, yeah. I've watched a couple people get that wrong, too, where it's like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's the end of the round. It's like, no, no. It's the end of your opponent's turn. So if they just went and scored eight, like you still get a clapback turn always. Yeah, I do. I do like it. And in a lot of my games, it's been um, like a big it's the game is like more about attrition now, weirdly, than it's ever been before. For sure. It's yeah. more than a couple times come out where it's just like somebody will be like, oh, I scored one and you have to stay in parody especially with mm -hmm. scenarios where like people there were oh god i can't think of the name of it um but like we were playing locally last week and two of my locals was like okay uh top of bottom of two bottom of two i'm going to score up it was like four eight i think like 12 or 15 points on one turn <laughs> and then be like okay now it's your turn and you get your clapback turn but because you weren't in like the areas to block and because you yeah. just let me get these points, like, your chance of catching up is you have to clear everything and contest it and score a bunch, and you just don't get to do that. Like, what? Was that on the scenario where you get the... Uh, what's the one where you get... There's also, there's also a scenario where you get bonus points. Like, if you score two of the same type of yeah, objective... Was that yep, that yeah, it was that one. You get extra points. Yeah, that one, like, whew! If your opponent is playing like Cephalix or something, and they just like Thexus push you off of everything, they can score like, and it's I think they can score like eight points in a single turn. Yeah, like it's, it's nuts. Yeah, amount. yeah. Uh, but that's super yeah. cool. And actually, a uh, fun one I found out uh, uh, specifically for you know Legion slash Chimera Tech uh, was I was playing into trolls and I had a Wyvern, sorry Weavern set uh, Stormjaw on fire with its Animus and like. I was like, okay, cool. He's alive on like two boxes after getting the boosted spray to the face. Like, he's on fire and fire doesn't go out. And my opponent was like, yeah, but I'll just use put the fires out. Like, it immediately expires. And I'm like, it doesn't because cannot still trumps can and must. And the Wyvern's animus specifically says it cannot go out. Here's your fire yeah. roll. He's dead. Oof. That's like, a fun that one. was entertaining as all hell because we were both looking at it. He's like, well, yeah, but like, 
he ended up toughing, so it was like fine. But he's like, and I still can't use this to stand him up, can I? I'm like, nope, because you passed the yeah. where you would have used it, and he wasn't knocked down then. It's like this is such bullshit. Yeah, like, that is true. <laughs> like this is amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. So scenario, uh, real wild now. It's kind of the wild west, and I think personally, my opinion, and also what I've seen so far, um, list design is very is going to be very different and the types of casters that are going to excel in this environment are going to be like very different than the ones that previously excelled um i think and ryan this was like our gut check last year i think you and i talked about this but like shadow flame shard and legion are poised really well in this packet because of the amount of terrain on the table there's another big change 10 to 14 pieces of terrain on the table and some of them um, are yeah um but they're both prized or poised really well i think because non-linear movement is now more important than linear movement uh yes uh i think they're also both really well positioned like chimera i think more so based on table like legion i still think has like the raw threat ranges and the wider buffs uh but chimera i think can play the table a little bit better especially once yeah. we get everything which we will talk about a bunch of the stuff but like with so much terrain being on the table, the ability to just be like, oh, I put Veil of Mists between these mm -hmm. two pieces and just block off an area yep. so you can get through. Or have a random spinner be like, yeah, he's three points, but he's going to walk up here and drop a cloud, and that blocks off this area so I can move up the table to abuse that terrain. And like, yeah, sure, you kill a three-point solo, but the rest of my stuff gets to position where I want it to. So like, I'm trading three points, and you making attacks you don't want to make into this idiot just to get up the table yeah and the ability i think the shadow mancers um having guidance on a stick just means that you're able to play really effectively into an opposing cloud wall or an, an opposing caster with veil of mist and stuff like that yeah for sure so um the other thing yeah. to consider is like the cinderback cloud wall which i think a bunch of people missed uh but like we'll talk about that later because that's gonna be next. spoiler spoiler alert on that yep i, I can't go in i'm too excited for things that's okay um i think the only other thing we wanted to touch from the update was uh just some of the changes to legion uh because there were some updates there that were actually in my opinion i think kind of cool um, so we all knew Abby too was getting added to Dragon's Host. In addition to that, um, both sets of grotesque, so the Banshees and the Raiders, both went to Def 13 and gained annoyance. Um, I think this helps them in like sort of troop, like melee slog type combat, uh, where they end up being kind of difficult for your opponent to dislodge. Banshees, however, still can't charge. So like, what are we doing here? Um, uh, Anywho, they're, like, they're still not going to get taken. Yeah, they're not going to get taken. I think uh, grotesque. Interesting that that happened, and the assassins didn't get that uh, key. But I think it's because the assassins are already death fourteen. Callus um, two lost overrun in exchange for warpath, which I think completely changes him as a caster in like a pretty fundamental way. Um, I think he no longer is a, uh, like, he's no longer, like, an assassination primarily type caster. Um, but it makes a bunch of other things, especially, like, Carnivian's uh, Typhon and, like, a bunch of lights 
and stuff like that, a little more viable with him, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Proteus got added, which we love because we love Proteus. We love my son. Um, he's in there because Abby's in there. Uh, Ryan, did you want to add something? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I, I like the change to Warpath. Um, Overrun was cool, but Overrun was also... <sighs> the threat range was extreme, and it was very much a work or don't work ability. Like, you put it on a Ravagor, yes. and that Ravagor either gets its shot and kills a thing, or your dice shit the bed, and suddenly you wasted two fury, and you left something hanging out. So, like, that sucked. Uh, Warpath yeah. just activating on anything as long as it's in control, like, works a little bit better and curbs that super extreme threat. Um, I think overall it's a good change. I'm not super thrilled with Callus as a whole now, though. He seems very... He seems very dull, honestly. Um, like, he doesn't have enough spells, I think, to justify what he's trying to do. And, like, it's... He feels very much like I... a feat bot, except, like, I cast Warpath and I feat, and that's that's what he does occasionally he might go in and, like murder a thing or two and sprint back but like he's not actively contributing turn over turn and it feels like he's not doing enough like no matter what oh interesting because i see the change to him and i'm like i want to play callus too with like four naga night lurkers and like four narrows and like let's fucking go this <laughs> this army is gonna be like insanely mobile threatening like the nerfs always like if you can get fire on something right uh the nerfs will threaten like all the time threaten what 13 uh and then 16 with <laughs> uh warpath like it's just bananas and then you got four like boostable hand cannon with crit shadow bind guns uh, you have Rape Bane built in. Like, there's just, I think there's just so much cool stuff. And I think Typhon is now Callus Tuesday's, like, best friend. Uh, yeah, which is cool because Typhon is, uh, unfortunately, like, not very good right now. But I mean, what sure. are you going to do? Just, the, yeah. Like I said, the hard part is, like, okay, cool. You have four Night Lurkers and you have four Nerefs and you're doing cool stuff. All Callus yeah. is doing is saying, I put up Warpath and I guess I'm chilling yeah. in the correct spot. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's. I think his, like, personal, like, role now in the army is, like, uh, Thags is, like, I guess, like, the big Chungus who's supposed to be survivable and, like, has really good output. Um, I personally think that Abby probably does that a little better than he does, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I've always preferred her playstyle to his. Um, like my opinion, ma'am. Yeah, uh, and Animag is, like, big numbers, smash face, but don't go far. And now Callus really stands out as, like, uh, like his models threaten the world. Like, his Golab can threaten, like, I know he doesn't have Overrun anymore, but his Golab can threaten 18 inches. Like, you get five from Warpath and Slipstream before you even activate him. And then uh, if the thing you're charging is on fire... He's speed nine with one inch melee. So you're like, here's my 18 inch Golab, who before was still like a scary, you know, an 18 inch Golab was what you got with Overrun. Um, and this just feels like more, I don't know, Warpath just feels like more reliable to me. Or here's my Golab who sprints back 10 inches when he's done, you know, <laughs> or like something it, like, like that. Said, it's yeah. definitely better. I just, I'm disappointed mm -hmm. with Callus's contribution to any list. 
Uh, that said, I think if you're targeting specific matchups for like team events and you're just like, oh, we need something that really just fucks over Thyran and Cephalix and any of these other lists that are just going to run yeah. a bunch of single wound infantry, like, mm -hmm. put Talus on the table and run up and be like, all right, here we go. Does your opponent build the, what was it, 65 model uh, sumo push list with a new Orgop caster? Cool, Callus 2 feats and kills his entire army. <laughs> yup. Or, oh, hey, um, like if you can survive Sparkhammer, just being like, hey, man, those sure are a bunch of arm 12 and 13 idiots. Like, idiots, yep. On fire. Yep. Um, yeah. Speaking speaking of things, uh, speaking of things, uh, Ravens, however, uh, we saw because I think we sort of all knew like Ravens. Uh, the internal balance of Ravens was really good. However, Ravens was just so far. It was like miles above Dragon's Host uh, that some some stuff had to get brought down a little bit. Um, so we saw some before, like small... Huh? I've said it before and I will say it again. It's not an update unless Vale gets nerfed. That's how you know it's an yeah. actual update. <laughs> um, small increase in points for like Raptors and Azrael, which is probably correct um, considering it, yes. both of them. Yeah, like, both of them are just so good. Um, Krissa somehow got worse? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how... I don't know how we're... I don't know why we're doing this. I don't know what uh, what she did or who she offended, but, like, y'all gotta leave my girl alone, all right? She was, like, my favorite caster after her rework, and she lost the one cool thing on her card, uh, the, like, defensive formation... And then uh, she did gain some neat... I, I, actually, maybe she did get some abilities that are kind of cool. She got, like, uh, Tactician Battle Plan, Repo 3 Battle Plan. Um, and then she has, what, some kind of, like, focused strike now? Yep. Yeah. She's, like, basically has old old school Precision Strike, which now is, you know, Precision Strike now is Tactician. Um and then she got at all costs, which is one of the battle plans that uh, Sabarn has, the new Winter Core caster. Um, so you, you pick a unit, and they get Shield Guard, and that's pretty cool, I think. In a list where there's like Legionnaires, right, who have like Vengeance, and you know want that anyway. So I'm super disappointed in her. But like, yeah, Already but wasn't going to run Krissa because of you know the change from like the end of Mark Three to the beginning of Mark Four, like she went down and it was like eh why would yeah. I take her over the other options and now she got worse so it's like i already wasn't taking her so i'm still not taking her like you didn't do anything to differentiate her from the other casters you didn't really do anything to like give her a solid plan or make it feel like hey she's here to do this thing or play in this mm -hmm. style like it yeah. very much feels just like well we weren't kind of sure what to do so we're just gonna do this and hope it works and i don't think yeah. that was the actual thought process like i imagine you know it's more complicated than that and the actual testing went in but like it feels very unfocused and very just like here's a bunch of stuff and make it work and it's like I, i'm just not gonna bother it's not worth it and there are better casters available so we'll just play them thanks yeah um i think she could get interesting if you did uh if you gave her feet the maddox treatment where it's like plus three to damage rolls as opposed to melee attack damage rolls so you could build like a cool list with a bunch of archers and like scather crews and shit like that then in that situation but eh, 
Uh, Carissa got worse, which is fine. Uh, and then finally, to back to Ryan's point, it ain't an update unless they come for our girl Vale, which they did. Uh, vale won, lost Tether, which is actually very bad, I think, because like one of the most fun uses of that was being able to like yo-yo uh, Azra- uh, Azrael, like move him up, cast Far Strike, dunk on some stuff, and then yeet him back. So he's like doing this you know, having this nice, like, 13-inch range and then pulling him back or, you know, pulling back, like, a model that's already sprinted or, like, a model that's, you know, just extending forward threat or reeling back. It just, yeah, it's sad. But, you know, uh, I think that having, um, what, an Angelius that threatens 16 inches with Seven. no, or no, 17 inches with no interaction with your... Your opponent's models is probably not uh, so good, you know. I mean, so. I murdered a bunch of people top of two with that, so like, let me just tell you, it's awesome. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it was also one of those things where you could definitely do that top of two if you were full sending it. More often than not, you just used it as like a pseudo slipstream to be like, okay, I need to get insight here. This angel is in a weird mm-hmm. place because of this wall, yeah. or because of this building, or because of whatever else, and like, I'm just gonna leave tether on it and walk over here and get insight where i need it and hey look now i have line of sight to things it's like you can yeah. still do that it just requires you to put a seraph there or put val in a different spot and it's like this did i don't know what part of her kit was actually abusive i don't think yeah. it was that and it, that feel felt like a weird one to take because like her entire play style was kind of like that yo-yo and you just got rid of that yeah, so, uh, now like you still have the feet. Our entire playstyle is just yo. Yeah, <laughs> like you still have the feet to bounce around, but like, eh, it it really, in my eyes, it limits a lot of the cool shit she could do a bit, and like that was probably the intent. But like, she's sure, still, I think, a very strong caster. Though. Oh, for sure. It's just yeah, disappointing to be like, oh, here's an update, and Bell got nerfed. It's like ah, we're yep. back in Mark Two. Got it. Wonderful. Yep. Here. <laughs> um. Yeah, that I think that about wraps like as much time as we wanted to spend on the updates. Uh, but we had an unexpected surprise happen this month, which was uh, one one update or another. I don't even remember which one, but we downloaded all the things. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the like uh, Shadowflame Shard expansion box was in the app, so we we're like, oh, okay. Uh, so Ryan and I do want to do kind of a rundown of that, and also talk about uh, Skilla. I think because Skilla's rules also dropped. Um, they dropped yeah. a little bit before uh, the expansion box, I think. Yeah, I think we but really we haven't had a chance it. to talk about it. Yeah, yeah she, she's a good girl. Um, yeah, I, I think so as well. Uh, I don't think you want her all the time, but I think like when she shows up, she she's gonna, she's gonna fuck shit up. Um, she's gonna show up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's start. I think with the most um, exciting thing to come out of the expansion box, and that's uh nixon nixon nixian i think i like nixon richard nixon <laughs> the stygian coil in coil in coil <laughs> uh don't worry uh she is not a crook um well but nixon yeah well she might be um, so nixon the stygian coil is a 40 millimeter uh i think she's meant to be like a shadowmancer warlock essentially right whereas yeah, like she's like the snake tail uh, shadowmancer yeah like Shares is meant to be kind of the quick bang caster uh Rissic is like the talon 
um, yeah, the Talon caster, so like that medium base chunky guy, and then yeah, Nixian is the um, Shadow Mancer caster. So forty millimeter base, uh, speed six, arcane attack seven, uh, fifteen fifteen, arc seven, which is really exciting uh, in a faction of arc six casters, but still control twelve, I think, for good reason uh, because her feat is banana. I don't, uh, I her other abilities. I don't think it's good for for good reason. I think they should make her a fourteen. Oh. Make her a fourteen, you Mm-mm. cowards! Give me some actual <laughs> control range. Um, she has seventeen health, which is I think pretty good actually for um a caster with the like kind of lower end defensive stats. So yeah, it's so nice to solid. see. Yeah, she got like veil defensive stats, so it's nice to see that she has like a decent number of boxes. Um. She comes with Admonition, Howling Flames, and Shadow Step, and then has three rack options and a feat. Oh, oh, and her abilities. Uh, she has Apparition, like every other Shadow Mancer. She has Steady, like every other Shadow Mancer. Pathfinder and Solace, like every other Shadow Mancer. Uh, she comes with Prey, which is a bit weird and seemed to confuse a lot of people because she, in fact, has no melee weapon and no ranged weapon. You heard when we read her stats that. All she has is arcane attack. She doesn't have a mat or a rat. Um, and then she has the long shadows ability, the same one that uh, what's her name? Uh, no, no, uh, no. Agathon had the no. Zadaroth had the real long shadows ability, but now it's called Dark Legacy. This is the new one that um, the winter core caster, not Boris, but Natasha. What's her real name? Oh, uh, um... uh, Barnova. Barnova oh, yeah, has. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when one or more living enemy models are destroyed by an arcane attack while in this model's control range, this model gains one focus or fury point. So actually kind of cool in combination with her feat, uh, which is uh, Nixon can immediately choose a new model slash unit in her control area to be her prey. Friendly faction warrior models gain the benefit of Nixon's prey special rule against her prey for one turn i think the coolest part of this feat in my opinion is that the first like the swap just needs to be in her control area but where it goes to after that is not restricted so this is like i think a really cool uh like table potential for like a table-wide feat um Um, so especially when you oh sorry go yeah i was gonna say especially when you take into account like ambushing models and the speed of many of our warriors and the fact that like we have dash on the rack and some other things like that uh but go ahead ryan i was gonna say uh so important things to note here uh long shadows is not a may it's a must yes that (laughs) you kill something you have to gain the fury point it is not optional so keep that in mind and don't screw yourself over because you're like, ah, oh, I can camp three, and then this Vipix is going to go up and drop a Bladed Gale, and suddenly now you're going the next turn and going, ah, crap, now I actually might have to, like, let a Beast Frenzy. Ooh, don't like that. Um, so, yeah. you know, keep an eye out for that. Uh, but also, like, her speed is technically six. She's oh, actually yeah. That's... not ever moving <laughs> six. Like That's ever? a big asterisk. Yep. Like it's, <laughs> Agreed. She, she's got, what, yeah. five inches of place? Yeah. Yeah. Because between Apparition and Shadow Step, 
um, she has five inches of out of activation movement before you consider uh, um, what are some of the other ones we have here? Uh, just the command card, right? That's the only other yeah, one that can affect her. One. She can't move and watch her or anything like that. Uh, and she can always dash herself. And then, you know, essentially, yeah. like, she can move, yeah, with dash and all the places. Like, she can just walk 12 inches effectively, which is pretty wild. Um, yep. So, so yeah. like, the fun and, one I've been doing is, like, okay, I apparition. Uh, the start of my turn, I shadow step. I cast whatever spells I'm going to cast, and then I just walk inches, six inches back. Like, yes. <laughs> this is fine. Yeah. Um, I think she's like looking at her as well i think she's a caster where you're like loading up on uh vipexes right i think chasen uh chasen isn't all that exciting on its own but all of a sudden if it's like ch chasen with prey uh chasen a cost to magic nine pal 14 is uh, a little scary especially considering um she can be affected by her own like by long shadows so if your opponent just like rolls a unit into your control area, you can just like start nuking dudes and just getting a one fury rebate on every chase and you throw into them. Yeah, you, um, it's like yeah. If somebody put a five man unit in here. You just drop a yeah, bunch cool. of how fourteens on them at yeah. Like you said magic nine, possibly eleven mm -hmm. because telemetry yep. exists and being like, okay, yep. I'm threes or fours to hit power fourteens. Like you're just dead, and I'm just gonna work mm -hmm. that entire unit myself. And it's gonna cost me five fury to do it. Yeah, net net five fury, right? Because you can cast the first three, you can cast without breaking a sweat, and you'll have you'll get three fury back, which leaves you with four. Yep. And then the next two you cast, you still get two fury back, and then you can cast one final one. Yep. So if somehow your opponent has a unit with more than six guys in it, right? Yeah. I think I think that actually might be her her play on feet turn, in my opinion. Um is probably like cast some nukes like howling flames and stuff like that jiggle around her upkeeps use shadow step and the turn camping nothing and then watch as like your vipexes uh shadow mancers uh and uh spinners and what's his face oh spinner doesn't have the, no, any attack doesn't. spells uh the bunny man yeah and the bunny man uh, uh zacharias killed yeah, kill guys with magic, and then, like, refill your fury, basically. Yeah, wor worth noting, too, you yeah. can go over your fury stat, so, like, if... Yeah, oh, like yeah. <laughs> Shadow Mancers are going to go forward, and they're going to flush eater three times and kill three guys. Like, you just get that fury before you start doing anything. So, like, mm -hmm. depending on how yeah. your list builds and how, like, the game is going, there's a potential you can be at, you know, do a couple upkeeps at the start of the game or at the start of your turn. And be like, okay, well, I'm at five. Up, oh, I'm back up to eight. Up, oh, now I'm at ten. Okay, now I'm actually going to activate her. And it's like, oh, God. And now I'm going to use Power Swell and be Fury 11. Here we go. Fury 11 and like, just start dropping Howling yeah. Flames at Pow 16 because there's a Wyvern hanging around. And it's like, oof, all right. Yup. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a, a thing. Like, she definitely, to me, she's like, of the three, she strikes me as, like, the hardest to use right off the bat. Like, she has the most depth to her, um, but it feels like she can do, like, uh, she reminds me a lot of Veil, honestly, right? How, like, back in Mark II, you would play these games with, like, Veil 1 or Veil 2, and it feels like every, like, 
three games, you would figure out some other, like, wacky combo of things you could do, right? Um, yeah, she feels like a caster like that, where, like, every time you play her, you're going to figure out some new move you can do, which is just, like, the flexibility of the spells we have on the rack, plus what the Vipex can bring and, like, what you can bring with your army build. Um, yeah, just strikes me as really cool. Yeah, she's she seems super fun. Um, I'm, I understand why I'm a little annoyed. Her feet specifies warrior model. Like I get it, but it's like okay. I really wish that would have left that alone. Because, because your Vipex shouldn't be able to be like armored or a pow twenty three mat nine without you having to interact with your opponent, Ryan. That's why. Church it. Kator has power yeah. 23 Colossals. I'm not seeing the problem. Yeah, but those Colossals don't sidestep four times. Well, they should just be yeah. power Colossals then. I can't help that. Yeah. And speaking of Colossals, um, I actually think that's like a perfect... Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with Nixion? Nah, uh, she, she seems solid. Just, yeah, play this caster. Uh, you'll probably... Your brain will probably melt at several times when you're playing her. If it's anything like playing Veil was, right, where you would like start your turn and just sit there and stare at the table for five minutes and like see the matrix, and you're like, okay, this, 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 okay, rat. Yeah, the, um, the hardest part. I keep looking at her and being like, okay, you have a bunch of tools and you look neat. Where do you actually fit into a pairing? Fit. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. like, what are you doing better than one of the other two? And it's like, ah, like there are options. I. It's just where I do think... I build you to do like there's it feels like there's so much there that it's actually kind of hard to be like, oh, well, like I'm going to have you into like this paradigm or like this style. And it's like, no, no, there's there, there's just options. I and... think that you pair her with um, Shuris. That's my gut right now is I think you have because you need the defensive feet of Shuris. Um, and then. Nixion lets you have like another basically like a, a model or an army where you could take like cheap Vipexes and all the dudes and like frickin' throw down. Um maybe I, on that I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Have, like I said, I keep looking at her and being like, there are so many options and which one do I want to take? Yeah. I think for sure though, a a Wyvern is something that you take with her, like without a doubt. Yeah, I'm um, finding it hard to not take one in every list just because mini windstorm. It's like okay, until we get like all of the models out, like this is my only protection from getting shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, like we were saying earlier, speaking of colossals, let's talk about the colossal killer herself, Skilla, the Abyssal Fury. So little did you know, this is a, a, a mythology reference, probably, because since yep. when has Legion ever made? Well, Legion slash Chimera now ever made like mythological or biblical references. It's not a thing. Never. Not, never. Not once. <laughs> not uh, even a single time. No, no be beasts named after angels. Not even one. <laughs> never in their lives. Uh, so Skilla is a 16 nope. point heavy. Uh, you know, speed 5, mat 7, rat 6, def 12, arm 18, fury 4, uh, threshold 9, 30 boxes, uh, is a 50 millimeter, soulless like everything else. Uh, corrosion resistant pathfinder and dual attack uh skilla has regeneration d3 and steady just like every other hydrix uh and is wandering around with you know a convenient eh, just five initials plus a gun 
you got two ripping jaws with crit consume, uh, mat 7, pow 12. The central head has a range 1, pow 18, uh, and excessive healing is the animus. Uh, anyone who's played Typhon knows what that does. And then a spray 10, pow 14, magical, uh, continuous corrosion, uh, and both the spray and the big mouth have a fun rule called transfiguration which says models boxed by this weapon are removed from play when an attack from this weapon boxes one or more enemy models return one grunt to a friendly faction unit within eight inches of this model the grunt returns with one automatic damage box place the grunt within two inches of a model of its unit and it must forfeit its normal movement and combat action the turn it is put into play that is a huge Scylla knows how to yeah Scylla knows how to make friends and influence people right that, that she may meet you on the battlefield. It just says, bring a dude back, give it a box, and it can't yeah. do anything to turn it comes back. Yeah. But also, like, that is on the melee and the spray. So, like, yep. oh, man, is your unit of death dealers down to one guy? Cool. Skill is going to go in and make it two friends, and now it's three. Like, yeah, they only have one box, but, like, it's still two more idiots that attacks have to go into that you can contest with. Yeah. Or that will score a zone for you. Uh you can bring back quick fangs that were like oh man a bunch of these idiots are dead <clears throat> suddenly here's a bunch of pow 14 or def 14 idiots to contest or score for you like and the fact that you yeah. can make like more than one like if she just gets into a pile of dudes it's just like cool i'm just gonna bite all of them with my big head like i can bring almost a full unit back yeah like dope i'm here for that i think the thing um, one of the things that stands out about Skilla to me is, um, right, four attacks with, like, the possibility of RFP is pretty hot. Um, yeah. Like, the crit consume uh, on the ripping jaws, and then both the gun and the maw, like, as part of the transfiguration rule, uh, models boxed by this weapon are removed from play. Yeah, both RFP. It's really, really strong. Uh, worth noting, however, that it will unfortunately uh, not trigger uh, Rassic's cool Warpath spell. So a little bit, tiny, tiny bit of score energy there, but really not too bad. Yeah, it happens. Uh, yeah. It's got two other, or, well, if you don't hit the crit, consume, uh, or, you know, you use one of the other two attacks. Uh, it's also rocking a Horned Piercer, which from the Hydrix is range 1, POW 16, crit AP. And Gnashing Fang's Head, which is range 1, POW 14 with Man Catcher. Um, this thing yeah. rocks up to basically anything and just goes, cool, I have six initials, uh, and then I can buy four more. Uh, the only other thing that isn't here and is worth noting is the spray doesn't have pistol. So yeah, you can shoot that is a bit of a bummer. you're engaged with and might not kill them, but because it's a spray, you might just casually get stuff behind them. So... Yeah. Mostly okay. Yeah. Also rocking uh, excessive healing. I don't know if we mentioned that as the animus. Yep. So, uh, all yeah. in all, she's, uh, she's fun. She's just a pile of attacks. Um, I'm a little... Yeah. I like that she's Matt 7, which is nice, because yeah. she should be for a character. But, like, I'm a little disappointed that it's still speed 5 with a 12-18 defensive stat line. Uh, excessive healing yeah. is a little bit to help, but, like, she sure isn't taking any attacks. Like you don't let yeah, her she's sure fragile. Oh lord, yep. Excessive healing will keep her systems in play, but like is not gonna do a ton to keep her alive. Um, I yeah. think there's definitely a couple lists with Rassic to throw her in. 
or if you're planning mm-hmm. on taking, you know, a bunch of spinners or other things to, like, really play the longer attrition game of, like, okay, I'm going to bring a bunch of dudes back every turn to, like, keep the game going and make you have to keep making attacks. Like, there's definitely a game plan there, but, oof, it's... Yeah. She's going to take a couple turns to get there, but if she does get there, she's murdering whatever she touched. Yeah, I think with with Rasek, or, yeah, Rasek and, like, Hunter's Mark and stuff, she has the potential to go 14 inches, right, of threat? Yeah. Uh, yes. 5, 8, 9, and then plus 5. Yeah, 14. And between uh, Belagol and... Uh, what is that spell? The damage spell. Um, Silence of Death. Uh, she's just, yeah, she's just rocking up at, like, you know, here's my POW 22, my POW 20, and my little POW 18s and POW 16. And just, like, free charge a pile of attacks. And, like, I, she's mat 7. I don't think she's going to miss any of them. Um, and you have Puppet Master, even, yeah, even in that case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the ability to buy four POW 22s, like, without um, really having to interact much with your opponent... Uh, I think is is pretty wild. Um, yeah, I think she's gonna be the killer of like big chunky stuff. Uh, but I mean, she's still contributing I, with yeah. the spray, so like that's nice. And you know, you put her with like Shiras also helps because hey, I'm gonna go up and shadow bind some stuff, and then mm-hmm. and sprays it. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think the one question I have is sort of you can build a Hydrix with like very similar melee output um and you can do it for a lot less right you can have one of like uh gnashing fangs horned piercer and a toothy maw and like a spine back and do that for 13 points or you can go for the wings and then it's the same cost as skilla but you threaten so much further um but the big the big difference is just mat six versus mat seven so it's a question of what I think you'll see her, but I only think you'll see her or play her with... In, in my book, I think she's, like, Rasik's friend. But that might be... Like, and occasionally with Shuris, but I wouldn't put her with... Yeah, I wouldn't put her with anybody else. Yeah, I don't um, think so. Yeah. I, I think there's definitely play there, and I think she's going to be interesting in a couple lists. Um, I remember, like, the when the rules for her yeah. dropped, there was things on... I think it was Facebook or Discord, one or the other, where people were like, yeah, she's basically just an auto-include. I'm like, in what world? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Like... She's yeah. a good beast for 16 points. Like, yeah, if you're just looking at melee output, you can definitely build a Hydra that does, like, similar damage. Uh, you don't get any of the RFP or return to play stuff, and you're missing out on the spray, which is where you're paying the extra points for. Points but, for, like, yep. She does yeah. fine. Like, she, I don't think she's a bad beast by any stretch. I think it's very much a, do you need a pile of attacks, and are you playing enough units where, like, you can play that, like... Yeah. Uh, the long, like, recycle the dudes game. Dudes game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's got some cool tech. I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah, like, she'll be cool in the places where it feels right to take her, and I don't think you'll see her all that often. No, but, uh, but, uh, but next up yeah. uh, is somebody who is Ugh. also dope, but we just saw the render. Yeah, we just saw the render for the other day. Uh, oh, this man. What a guy. This dude. Is <laughs> what a snake just, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I... <laughs> The only thing that bothered me about that render, because like I thought it was dope, was the mechanics of riding a snake like that. I don't know how that works. Like I have to imagine the snake is just like springy, springy coil all the time. Yes, just, like bouncing it's the... around like Tigger. 
Like that's just it's the snakey ride in uh, Donkey Kong Country where it's sure. like it bounces around. Yeah, that's I was just going to say the snake jumps. No one knows how, yeah, but it jumps. It. <laughs> we uh, don't question it. It's yeah. Riven, the Onyx yep. Rampart. Nate, yeah. tell, us about, tell us about Riven. Uh, Riven, or as I like to call him, Darig Redeem, uh, because he's, basi- he's basically like a cross between Darig Wraith and Tyrant Redeem. Uh, is a 12 box 50 uh, millimeter cav solo with pathfinder unstoppable solace and the cavalry advantages uh, speed six mat eight uh, 13 17 he has jump uh, mortal fear prowl and, and reposition three and he is rocking a magical uh, mat eight how uh, 14 spear at range two with thresher and weapon master hot uh, and uh, the pounce rule on the bite. So uh, if you jump rather than charge, you get an automatically boosted damage roll uh, with the bite. So I think, I, honestly, in in my opinion, like I think he is pretty much an auto include with uh, Rasic and Nixon in my book, right? Like I think he's an auto include with every caster. Like I can't. Imagine. Oh, and he's good with Sharis too because of Prowl on the feet, right? Yeah, yeah. He, conceal- he gets concealment, which triggers that, but also just, like, I don't know if we've ever had a model that just has passive mortal fear. Like fear, yeah, it's really good. To spend something on it, or make it an mm-hmm. action, and he's just like, nah, I wander around and I jump, and you're afraid of me, because I'm Snake Man. Yeah, I think, to me, he stands out with Rassic, because you're gonna want um, to use the battle formation thing, right? And he's gonna make everything... Like when you have to catch your opponent's army, he makes everything more durable. And his defensive strike is like one that you really don't want to get slapped with. No. And I mean, that that's the funny thing, right? So like you get him and you get Zacharias together and like a Rasmus. Oh, yeah. And you can just have oh, a my God. like, oh, man, I'm going to put both of these behind like a heavy use Rasik's battle plan to like make him a 13-19 just hanging out in yep. melee and be immune to knockdown because you can't knock snake man over he's uh yeah and then also put up mortal fear in zacharias's bubble and be like cool here's an effective plus four arm to everything nearby yeah i'm like mm-hmm. only against living yeah, but, say, but still really good yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no so like, mm-hmm. water trolls who like to hit real hard are now suddenly being like i have to rage and i'm still minus one damage Ugh, all right yeah um yeah i think i think riven is dope uh yeah. i think he'll be in yeah i think i think he's in like most lists and if if you want my opinion but i think he really shines with thoracic and with nixon yeah he's yeah i don't want to say he's actually an auto include but like he's damn near close and just like his own stats like 13 17 12 boxes with prowl yeah. like he's yep. gonna be so annoying to remove if you play him correctly that it's gonna be like why 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 does this idiot do mm-hmm. all of the things yeah i really like after playing um uh what's his name isaiah for like a year um i think also if you ghost walk this guy you can just like blow him into the middle of a unit and just like slap a heavy and kill five dudes in one go like it's gonna be gross um yeah he's he's real wild um fun guy. yeah let's move on to the the spinner ryan you want to tell us about the spinner i think the spinner's kind of cool i was i was so hyped for the spinner and then they dropped it at three points and now it's like 
it's still good, but I'm like, why, why, why are you three points? You should be two. I will die on the hill of the spinner should be two points, uh, because he's a cool guy. I just wish he costed slightly less, uh, but he's a five box idiot, uh, FA4, uh, three points, speed six, rat six, def 13, arm 15, uh, 40 millimeter, soulless, of course, with pathfinder. Uh, the only weapon he's rocking is a literal acid bomb, which is rat six, range six, AOE two. It is corrosion and continuous corrosion. That is a POW 1210 for the blast damage, which, like, pretty why, solid. Yeah, why yeah. it's POW 10 on the blast damage, I don't know, but, like, dope. That's awesome. Uh, and then he's rocking around with some magic as well, where uh, he can do Grim Returns, uh, which is, you know, range 5 target friendly trooper model, and bring in one of its buddies that died back in with one box. Uh, it has to not do anything that turn, but, like, you get to bring an idiot back, which is great. Uh, it is not limited by base size at all, which is super cool because it means you can bring, like, the Cinderbacks or the Lashers or the Death Dealers back. Uh, and or our the... big Chungus cavalry yeah, from the... Yeah, when the Shard and the... come out in March, yeah. like, you'll be able to bring them back too. So, like, yep. that's going to be dope. Um, he's got heal D3 plus 1 as a star action, range 1, but, like, target-friendly living faction model uh, and heal it. Um, this is the only heal we have outside of the Shadowmancers, and this one is just, instead of I have to kill a thing, I just get to walk up and be like, no, no, you're fine. Uh, and then yeah. it also has smoke bombs, so it just centers a cloud template on it, and it remains in play for one round. So, like, with terrain being what it is now, like, he's a five-box idiot that's 13-15, he can put a cloud on himself and be 15-15, and just, like, walk up and be like, alright, I put a cloud here, and I'm gonna let the rest of my army move up. And he's relatively hard to remove. Like, 15, 15, yeah. 5 boxes is... Like, it's not unkillable, but it's decent. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... My take on the spinner, I think you'd take... In in my opinion, I would rather have Belagul or a Scion before I would take the spinner if I were supporting Beast. However, if I have a list that's more keyed on infantry models, I think the spinner is good good support there like if i have skilla and i'm bringing back my lashers or my death dealers right and they pop back out and then you have a couple spinners that just walk up and heal them back up to full like i think there's something there but it feels right now to me like it's you know you could spend two you know six points on two spinners to recur your death dealers or lashers after skilla brings the back or you could spend one more point and just buy another unit so Thus, yeah, I think... thus, I believe is the problem with recursion in Mark IV is it just can't be, like it can't be appropriately costed with how cheap the units are because the units are small. Yeah, it's definitely a hard one to try and cost appropriately. Um, I would yeah. argue though that like, I think these guys have a place specifically with like getting up the field because like okay, uh, you know, you take two of them and somebody shoots a lasher off or shoots a cinder back off or a death dealer like at least you get to bring that one back and maybe it can't do anything and it mm -hmm. has one box but like you still get to get it back on the table so it makes yeah. the prospect of like okay i can take pot shots at a single unit to like maybe get a guy or two worth a lot less um it's yeah. also worthwhile um the blast damage into things like quick fangs where it's just like yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. Like, I can't get to the UA, which is the important bit. So, like, I'll just, like, blast two or three of them off the table. 
and then these idiots just walk up and go, cool, they're back. Then yeah. It, it took you longer on clock to roll the damage than it did for me to just walk forward and say, I bring idiot here. Yeah. That's, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah. Do you want to move on to the Paragon? I think the Paragon is cool. Sure. I'll, I'll talk about the Paragon. I like the Paragon. Um, Paragon yeah, go for is it. FA2, uh, five points, uh, 10 boxes. He is a speed seven, mat seven, def 13, arm 18, 50 mil uh, solo. Uh, he has unstoppable, soulless, and flight. Uh, unstoppable is actually really cool there. Um, there's a bunch yeah. of things that have that in faction, and it's just kind of neat to see. Uh, for abilities, he's wandering around with blade shield, cleave, hyper aggressive, and he's our only shield guard. Uh, Yay! We finally got one! We finally got one. It's about time. Uh, Blade Shield gives him plus two defense against ranged attack rolls, uh, so doesn't help against magic, does help against shooting, which is nice. Uh, Cleave lets him, when he destroys something, just make another attack, um, which is dope. Um, I wish it was just like Rapid Strike, where he had two base. There wasn't like a you-have-to-kill-a-thing-to-make-a-second-attack clause on there, but like, that's whatever, it's fine. Uh, and then he's a hyper-aggressive shooter. He's only like five points, Brian. I mean, yeah. yes, but like, still. It'd be nice if he just had two initials, like some other five-point solos. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not... You know, or 14, or 14 boxes, or Weapon Master Thresher, or... Uh, you know, you know, no, oh, wait, not, never we're mind. Not, we're not going to no, talk no, no, about no, no, we're not going down that hole again. We talked about We're not going time. there. Nope. <laughs> he, he is perfectly fine for um, five-point solo. Uh, more importantly, he's I agree. flying hyper-aggressive shield guard, so like, at arm 18 potentially arm 20 depending on where things you know line up with uh riven or if you take dragon's blood for whatever reason like he could you just kind of want to put it on this one guy <laughs> i mean it, he's an arm 20 shield guard then like that's not nothing actually i i actually think he's really good with uh rasic with the battle formation yeah, right so just put him next to he's him in there you got yeah you know mm -hmm. picks the entire time yeah and just be a 1320 shield guard for it that yep also does decent work uh because he's yeah that seven range two pow 15 sword with crit decap so like with rasic yep. just hanging out next to a beast like he's a 1520 against shooting 1320 in melee again with hyper aggressive so like the short range guns that just go oh i'll try and shoot this thing he just gets to fly seven inches towards you when he takes the hit and is like cool now i'm closer I get to either, you know, yeah. contesting a thing, or if you had to get close because, I don't know, things are stealthed, suddenly you're being engaged by this idiot, like, oof, yeah. rough. I also like that he can, uh, like, because of Unstoppable, you can hyper-aggressive him forward into combat and then just fly away the next turn and not care. Um, yeah, I think, I personally, I think you're going to see two of these... Uh, you're going to have two Wraith Wings and Riven holding hands all behind a bunch of beasts with Rasek if you're playing him. And also worth noting, uh, another nice thing is on Nixon's feet turn, when like pretty much the only thing the opponent can do is shoot you, um, he is a defense 17, like standing out in the open against guns. Yep. Shield and, guard. Yeah, so With Shiris, like, he gets to be kind of silly defensive yeah and with nixian he's mm -hmm. mat nine pow 17 with crit decap like okay yes. <laughs> if he not yep. that, that yeah it's not a guarantee but if you hit it boy does it like he's gonna crank something yeah 
Yeah, that is also, I, I know you and I had talked about that when we first were reviewing uh, Rassic is, um, and actually, do you have anything more to add about the Paragon? Because this is a nice little transition. Uh, only that don't rely on crits. I've seen a bunch of people talking about it, and don't don't factor that in when you're doing math. Like, if you get it, yeah. don't rely on it. Yeah. Um, when we were originally tossing about, talking about Rassic, we had talked about how um, his feet was like kind of meh with just the contents of the starter box. But now that we have the expansion box and we have these like boss solos with good mats and like nasty attacks and cool crit effects, um, it seems like his feet is getting better and better and better. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, I'm going to talk about the Talon Lashers. Um, so the Talon Lashers are like the dodgier cousins of the Death Dealers. Um, so they are uh, speed 6, mat 6, and rather than being 13-15, they're 14-14. Um, with Pathfinder Solus, they're uh, medium bases, 8 wounds. Uh, and they also have Gang and Repo 2, which is pretty rad. Uh, and they both have, or they all have two chain blades, so like a good number of attacks are coming out of this unit, six attacks with gang, uh, crit knockdown, and drag. So so many possibilities here, especially I think if you're in that moment where you have a bunch of range three defensive strikes on Rassic's feet turn, and it sh should you randomly crit on something that comes in, like you're gonna ruin your opponent's day. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I also it's, think it's it's yeah. I was gonna say uh, if you do it, it on a defensive strike because inactive player effects go at the same time. Uh, if something's like a shield wall unit, you can drag it out of shield wall and then knock it down. Yep. Like you can um, also worth like that uh, on specifically on Rassic's feet turn where it's just like I set one of them up on one side of a a beast and one on the other side and one behind it and it's like okay you're gonna come in and like depending on the unit, I might just be able to drag you out of melee because I can, and that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, to me, they, like, their native home is with Rassic and Nixion. Um, and, like, the other thing I want to note here about these guys, because it is a little, like, deceptive right off the rip looking at them, but you're like, gang? So they're going to be getting in there at basically Mat 8, POW 12, if they can get onto their prey target. Or the gang, uh, if you can get gang off, that is, rather, right? And then all you need is, like, Silence of Death or Curse of Shadows and Nixion's Feet. And, like, all of a sudden, these guys are, like, POW 16 chain weapons that are, like, Mat 10. Uh, and then you also have uh, things like Hunter's Mark and Dash that can make them threaten up to 15 inches in melee yep. with Pathfinder, which is freaking gross. And that's before uh, any vengeance that maybe they get from, uh, you know, a little death march. Who knows? Yeah, there, there's some goofy stuff you can do there. Uh, it's also important when you're looking at all of this to realize that these are the only chain weapons in faction. So, like, yes. idiot shield heavies that are like, aha, I'm armor 20. It's like, mm, no, you're not. Uh, in the mirror yeah. match when somebody's like, I'm running double blockhead, it's like, cool. It's it's still an arm 18 hydra. It's, it's worthless, it, it, yeah. Uh, so um, like they're these guys seem like their natural prey is gonna be like the single wound or potentially even like five to eight box like multi wound shield guard units or shield wall units that are just yeah like, shield wall like, units. Like, yep. Ah, I'm gonna be shield wall and be like armor eighteen or twenty, and it's like cool. I'm going to put a single buff on them and let gang do the rest of the work. And like 
They're just going to be charging mm-hmm. POW 14s that are ignoring your shields. And that's probably yeah. good enough. Because the second attack, if you're still alive, will probably just kill you. Yeah. They, they to me, uh, are a much more attractive unit than the Death Dealers. I think because the Death Dealers are like, they have that ability to be like situationally really good. The Lashers feel, in my opinion, they're like just a little bit more well-rounded, right? Like they have more attacks at longer range. They have different abilities and the reposition and stuff just makes them a little more flexible. It makes them really good at like hitting some contesting stuff and then scooching back or like scooching forward to contest something else. Like they just like a lot of things in this faction strike me as this sort of like like blank canvas upon which you can layer any combination of buffs or debuffs that we have available to us and like turn them up to 11. Yep. And because of repo two, like their three inch range with repo two means they can potentially go in on something, kill it. Yeah. And then back up out of range of other stuff for like Rassic's feet or push forward to engage a whole bunch more things because range three uh, to make yep. it so it's like, nope, you have to deal with them first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ryan, you want to finish us finish us out, round us out, talk about Cinderbacks? The Chads, the Chads of the faction. The oh my god. So there good. Their giant guns and being like, what up, bruh? These guys sit on the beach all day and just like work out. That's all they're doing. They're just chilling. These are the the, the yeah. The, I love these guys. Uh, so the cinderbacks. They're ridiculous. Like, yeah. I love these idiots. Like I saw them and was just like, yes. Like my only complaint is I wish they had a slightly longer range, but like I'm so happy with them. Like this is fine. Uh, so mm-hmm. nine point uh, eight box medium bases. Uh, they are soulless, uh, fire resistant, pathfinder, and dual attack. They are Speed 6, Mat 6, Rat 6, Def 12, which is a little sad, and Arm 14. Uh, they are Steady Base because they are Snake Boys, uh, and they also get Smoke Clouds, which is just center a cloud effect template on this model when it makes a ranged attack, and the template remains in play for one round. So, it is worth noting that if you shoot a thing and it is out of range, you still made the ranged attack. It just automatically missed. So you get to walk forward and shoot it literally anything and say i put a cloud down and then they're 14 14s which are the same as lashers except they're also steady so like they're still gonna die if they get hit but at least it's a little bit harder yeah uh they're you know rat six uh range 10 rate of fire one aoe two guns uh they're literally just spitting fireballs at you that are pow 13 on the main gun uh seven on the blast these are fire-typed and crit continuous fire, and they also stole a line from Cricks and just gave them choking ash, which says on a direct yeah. living warrior models <laughs> hit, cannot run charge for one round unless they can ignore gas effects. So the range 10 gun with POW 13 says I hit one guy. I directly hit one guy. The two idiots next to him also can't charge or run. Uh, so if yeah. you really want to annoy the shit out of a Kador player who's running a whole bunch of mana war, just shoot them with that. <laughs> to walk four inches and do nothing else. Uh, yeah, just fantastic. Uh, goodness. Uh, they're also mat six range one pow twelves for melee. So like they actually have a melee attack to get in there and do stuff. Admittedly, it's only a pow twelve. And they have dual attack. Yeah. 
So like, yeah. it, they're only mat six, and it's only a POW 12, so like, you're not taking down heavies with it. But again, you layer buffs and debuffs, and like, if you need them to, they could get to a respectable enough POW for like, the mid to late game, where it's like, you know what, they could just stand here and shoot, but also they could just charge a thing and be POW 16, and that's probably fine. How, um, how terrifying are they on Nixon's feet turn, Ryan? Uh, they seem goddamn terrifying. Uh, they get to rat Yelp. 8. <laughs> so, they get to rat 8, pow 15 on the main hit, 9 on the blast damage, which, like, okay, we're already starting to get into the territory of, like, this, it's probably not killing a heavy, right? But you're gonna start chipping some damage in. Then you realize that it's fire-typed, and you probably have a wyvern. So, like, now they're pow 17, and you're going, hmm, rat 8, pow 17s, okay, this isn't, this isn't great. And then you realize that Rust and Curse of Shadows exist in faction, and you are probably going to be taking one or both of them, and you have the possibility with a little bit of work to get them to, like, pound 19 or potentially 21 if things line up. Like, 21 is pushing it. Like, that's probably not going to happen. But with Feet and Wild My... and one other buff, getting them to pound, like, Red 8 pound 19s is high enough damage where it's like, yeah, I'm that just gonna remove that heavy. Like, this isn't even a question of like, eh, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Like, if it's taken a couple points of damage from something else, you just get to be Chads and walk forward and be like, yeah, no, now it's dead. And also, I made a cloud wall to protect the rest of my stuff. Like, yeah, this is awesome. I love the idea of these being part of an assassination run with, with Nixon, where like, you're going against a caster, like a Barnova, right? Like a 15-15, but she's like behind a wall. And so Nixon's like, cool, well, I'm going to put Prey on you. And then let's uh, let's nail you with Curse of Shadows. Let's hit a couple Howling Flames at you under a Wyvern uh, Draconic Aura and like hit you with a couple POW 15s. And then my two units of uh, Cinderbacks are going to walk up and they are just going to shoot at you, and if they miss you, you're just taking auto-pow 13s. Like, that's gross. That's terrible. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like, that's And heaven forbid you spike the attack roll and hit them, and it's like, oh, take a pow 19. What? And the best part of all of this <laughs> is because of the wyvern animus, like, oh man, I hit the crit and you're on fire. If you're not dead, take an auto-14 at the start of your turn. Like, Yeah. 16 with Cursed Shadows applied. Yep. It's gross. Like, okay, cool. We'll just do <laughs> yeah. it that way. Uh, yep. Importantly, though, these guys uh, are resistant yeah. to fire. So, like, that's going to be a big deal for, like, the Sabrath double balloon lists that are floating around. Because balloons don't particularly like arm 14 idiots that they only get one dice on. Uh, that's not yeah. right for them. Uh, and it's going to be super good yeah. into the mirror. Because, boy, are a lot of our own guns fire-typed. So, like just having a unit or two of these into the mirror might be enough to be like, oof, okay, this is actually a problem. Like, Rassic running into these is just like, hmm, well, I sure hope I brought a couple Venom Spitters, otherwise triggering Warpath is gonna be a problem. Yeah. Worth noting, however, that Rassic is fire-resistant, so he he will not be getting, like, lit up in the same way. No. Um, that for, it yeah. makes the rest of the list really problematic. Yeah. Yeah, and you can build a pretty cool... That is actually worth pointing out, right? You can build a pretty cool list of models that are all basically fire... Like, that are majority fire immune, right? You could have fire immune hydrixes, or fire resistant, rather, fire resistant yep. 
Brassic, fire-resistant Hydrixes. These guys are fire-resistant. Yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff you can do with them. Uh, but I think they're like, oh man, with Nixon, like if you're not just immediately slamming two units in, like I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I keep looking at them with Nixian and Shiras, uh, and I feel like Shiras is yeah. gonna be a fun one too because that's a okay, I'm gonna shoot you for a turn, and then Shiras feats and says you don't get to charge me. So like either you're gonna run in and I can you know use my melee units like death dealers and lashers that are chilling out behind everything to like clear the stuff that char like just ran in off or you're gonna let me shoot you two turns in a row and like that's fine yeah. yeah especially when like she can go up and shadow bind a thing first so then it's like oh they're rat nine okay that's fine yeah yeah i think she really sets them up uh Charest really sets them up well too to do some good trading versus like heavies because you you pop them up there like you could actually build that like a pretty nasty gun line with her with like the wyvern and you're like go up you shadow bind your opponent's stuff you pop curse of shadows onto it you bloop her back and then your wyvern goes up pops animus is basically rat nine pow 18 on its spray and then you have two units of these idiots that are like also um you know basically rat rat nine pow 17 so you can put down like a pretty crippling amount of gunfire um, with that that module, and that module is still just like solid and good. Like the wyvern is just good on its own. Yeah, like uh, the hanging out near, near and the these guys, near, I think also. Yeah, the, like you get the 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 windstorm like effect from hanging out near the wyvern. It's like okay, you can't charge. Mm -hmm. me. I've got concealment because Shira's feet. The wyvern's gonna be stealth, so you're gonna be hard to shoot. Hot, at. You know, and yeah. then these idiots are 14, yep. 14 with windstorm, and it's like, okay, get closer to me because you can't charge, and like, I'm just gonna shoot you. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think they're really solid. Um, and like everything here, I think the like the big takeaway is the potential uh, offensive output from any one or more of these pieces is like pretty nuts, but. Like, we also have to remember this is, you know, this is like a Legion-esque faction, so it's very glass cannon-y. Um, yeah, it's also but, very, you know. I can hit you real hard, but boy, do I not want to get hit. I get hit back, yeah. As as I put it, uh, this faction is very, oh god, not the face. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't hit a snake with glasses, would you? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, that about shakes out the expansion box. Um like any any parting thoughts ryan on that uh expansion box is dope i'm looking forward to getting my hands it's on so those. good uh like I yeah said, i figured it out i figured out the release dates so it was army box in december it was supposed to be weavern in january january yep and then it's expansion box in february so ideally, okay oh so yeah, we'll probably see expansion box yeah so it's oh. yeah we'll probably see expansion box late february if february or early march hey, as long and then cadre the cadre is already going to be out in march that is wild to uh, the, me isn't there like somebody else who doesn't have a cadre out in march. yeah that's nuts to me <laughs> yeah um but it's good i think it's a good sign right like it seems like they've gotten their production spooled up and have really figured that part out yep. um, um and no, yeah i think the, the only issue is the I know they mentioned that like they've been printing a lot of the upcoming releases, but all of the upcoming releases were like the pig balloon, 
the wyvern like the upcoming releases were all just big models so they couldn't do as many of them and that's like why things got pushed back yeah for sure um the i get it why it got pushed back uh, like i said i'm just excited to get it all get it in hand get it start painting it um because i need it before adepticon because that's fully painted uh and i'm not gonna try and test travis on that feels like a bad move so it's not travis it's the the con like adepticon is just a fully painted con yeah i'm not gonna like i said i'm not gonna fight travis on that one it's yeah i understand that the con is fully painted but it's also travis really likes the stuff to be fully painted and i'm not going to walk into a war machine yeah. event and be like hey it's cool if like i just use a bunch of new models that aren't painted right because i guarantee you he's just gonna be like no absolutely not like you follow the same rules as everybody else yeah the the timing is gonna be a bit of a bummer though because i think obviously like there are gonna be people who are getting their cadres that month and like will they have them in time for adepticon who knows yeah I, I feel like you don't plan on having the cadre but like just having the full faction i think will be enough to be like okay yeah i can make this work i can do cool stuff like yeah. yeah, I think the the Boker Brawl, and speaking, I was going to say, speaking of events, which is sort of the last thing we want to touch on tonight, um, I think the Boker Brawl is going to be a really cool event because it will be one of the first events where, like, everything's cadre is kind of all out, and you can see, like, how things look and shake out with, with all of that information, and especially in, like, a team environment where you're just going to have... Uh, there's 32 teams, and there is, like, big hype around the Brawl this year. So we might have, like, I don't know, what, 32 teams would be five rounds? Uh, and you'd have, what, 80 games around? That's insane. That would be, like, 400 games worth of data available in Longshanks. I mean, as long Hopefully, as people, if as they long use Longshanks. put stuff correctly <laughs> and actually put their cast yeah. in and actually put the scenario in, which is literally two different drop-downs. It's not that hard, and for some reason, people don't do it. And I'm not upset about this, but I swear to God, if I find out who's not putting the stuff in, I'm going to murder you. Why Why does it matter so much to you, Ryan? It matters because I like data. I'm a nerd. You're denying me data. Yeah. Okay, just that's being fair. lazy, and I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> I need everyone who doesn't put um, and like scenario information in, I need you to know that I sincerely dislike you and I hope something minorly inconvenient happens to you. Not bad, just inconvenient. I wish yeah. no bad on anybody. I wish inconvenience on everybody who is annoying me like this. Yeah. Um, Ryan, uh, any parting shots? You got anything, anything upcoming you want to talk about? Obviously, uh, Ryan and I will both be at Adepticon. Maybe we should... You don't have a... Uh, teammate for the two-player, do you? No, I do. It's Mike. I'm, <sighs> I'm partnering up with Oregon. You, break, you broke my... Uh, you broke my heart, Fredo. We could have had Team Blightbringers. It would have been hot. I mean, go yell at Mike. Um, Make it happen. Yeah, I could. I could just berate Mike into, like, dropping you. So That's what we do. <laughs> Maybe. Um, half of our friendship yeah. is just yelling at Mike, so go for it. Um, yeah, but if you're at Adepticon, uh, come say hi to Ryan and I. Uh, apparently, according to many people at WTC, uh, whatever one of us you think uh, we are, it's the opposite because of our voices, or so said people. I don't know. That's, that's, <laughs> what, I, that's what I've been told. Uh, yeah. yeah was, Ryan is a giant, uh, and I am not. So that will be an easy way to tell us apart. First of all, <laughs> rude. Giant is discriminatory. How dare you? Whoa. Okay. What would you prefer I call you, Ryan? Uh, we prefer cloud people. 
slap people. <laughs> All right, everybody. Ryan's trying to tell you that he vapes, and uh, we don't really care. Yeah, it's fine. Um, as for events, yeah. uh, I'm actually not going to be able to do Bokur this year uh, because my future and sister-in-law is getting married, and I got told that I have to be at that, and it's more important. I'm still trying to argue that one. I don't think I'm going to win. Something about, you know, familiar yeah. priorities or something. I don't know. Uh, but I will be at Captain Con next week, uh, which is going to be super dope. Yep. So anybody there, feel free to stop by and say hello. Uh, I will be at Adepticon, and I don't know 100%, but I think I'm going to be putting in an application for captaining WTC, and we're going to see if we get that and nice. get lucky. Still not 100%. Yeah. I a couple well, of I was going to say, Ryan... Yeah, Ryan, you better get moving, because you only have a few days. So I've got until after Captain Con to figure it out. It, <laughs> oh, I thought uh, deadline was the 31st. No, oh, okay, they, they got nice. Oh, good, they, they extended Con. it for the, yeah, to include Captain That makes sense, because then you actually have some some events. Like, if you do well, you have more events to put on your resume. Yeah, so, so um, we'll, we'll see if that works. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Rand. maybe WTC, maybe. We'll see if I get lucky. Uh, otherwise, I think Sussy is going to be later this yep. year again, so we're going to try for that. Uh, and depending on how things go, Nova isn't off the table, but it depends on a lot of other things. So we'll see. Yeah. What about you? What are you doing this year? Uh, you can find you can find me at Adepticon and at the Boker Brawl, uh, where I am just beyond tickled to be on the team that I'm on, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody yet. Um, and then I think uh, definite plans for me include uh, the Siege Invitational, one of my all-time faves. And uh, other than that, I think I'm just going to be, like, trying to run some local stuff. We have a bunch of folks that are, like, getting back in. Um, it feels like the release schedule has kind of finally, like, things are settled out and the factions are fleshed out enough that some people are coming back through. We just had somebody move to town from the Bay Area, who has a bunch of uh, Shadow Flame Shard models in his storage pod that's coming to his house. So he, he will be out and playing. So picking up some new players and looking to really just focus on like growing the local scene. Um, obviously, we'll be at Warfare Weekend. Uh, don't know if I'm going to be able to qualify this year because I'm not going to that many events. But uh, there's always the LCQ, and it's always a good time either way. Um, that's about it for me. Thanks for, uh, you know, listening to this show, and uh, happy 2024. It's looking to be a pretty rad year for War Machine. Ryan, you got anything else? Uh, nope. I think we've been doing this for several years now, some amount of time. So, you know, if you've been here since the beginning, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a year, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. So, time marches. Ryan, when did? When did I join the cast? Was it like 2020 or 2019? Uh, we were talking about it. I think it, it was at, like 2020 or something. We were talking about it at Boker. I think it was, was it 2020? I'd have to go back and look. It was some amount of time yeah. ago. It's whenever, whenever Tyrone stepped away. Yeah. When he abandoned us for his big nickel wow. and Canadian policies. <laughs> Scrub. Uh, all right. Uh, we love you, Tyrone. Don't don't let Ryan don't let Ryan's lies uh, poison your your ear or your heart. We love you. I think he'd be more upset. Um, and to all our things. listeners, ah, and to all our listeners, uh, we we love you too. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll be coming at you again, uh, Ryan. I think 
we want to do like a Captain Con recap episode. Maybe that's something we can have them look forward to. I mean, we could do that. I could also just record at Captain Con. I might just bring my laptop and be like, Seth, we're recording. You're part of this now. Nice. Yeah. Just, just. Uh, I know awesome. you will be there playing playing Shadow Flame Shard, and I'm pretty sure Jake will be too. So hopefully, some good uh, good results. We'll see how the faction stacks up that that yeah, weekend. Jake's going to be, be pretty there, cool. And uh, I found out Zosha is going to be there, and she's actually going to be playing, and I'm super hyped for it because we had like this entire oh. conversation at WTC and just annoyed the shit out of Jake by being like, no, no, the most efficient way to play a game is to just assassinate somebody top of two. And he's like, you can't always do that. And both of us were just like, no, you can. You just need to be a better player. Like, it's all about efficiency. You can either, yeah, it's like you can either assassinate the warlock or the player. I mean, pretty much either one. I mean, either one wins you the game. <laughs> so I'm looking uh, forward only... to just like watching Zosha just like top of two everybody. And then just walking over and being oh, like, man. Jake, look at how efficient she is. This is great. Look at look yeah. at this. It's amazing. <laughs> don't don't actually assassinate your opponent. Just assassinate their caster. Um, or yeah. both. That's great. Tell, tell Zosha I said hi. Uh, she is a national treasure. And I mean, she is, I enjoy any, any time that I get to spend. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anywho's. Um, have a good night, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, be well. Talk to you.